It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, and for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be Locked On Thunder. It is Thursday, so I've got the weekend almost here. Looking forward to that. Thunder do take on the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night in Oklahoma City. Don't know if Trey Young, the former Oklahoma Sooner, is going to be actually playing the game. He missed the Hawks last game, which was actually a win over the Los Angeles Clippers, surprisingly enough. Uh, Trey Young missed that game with a thigh contusion. So I'd be surprised if he doesn't play tomorrow night in Oklahoma City, but who knows with injuries. But we do need to go back and relive last night's win over the Orlando Magic, a 120-114 to victory on the road. Fourth road win in a row for Oklahoma City and their eighth road win in their last nine tries. So team on the road, Not having too much success uh, recently at home, although they did get back to their winning ways last Saturday against the Portland Trailblazers, so not all is lost. But before we get into all that, just remember, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and 2018 with 107.7, the franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.9, the franchise in Tulsa. I'm their lead Thunder insider, contributor, whatever they want to call me. You can find all my work at thefranchiseok.com. Uh, Listen to us on the Franchise Thunder Insider Show Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon. This Saturday, we'll be at Flint Restaurant from 10 a.m. till 1230 because Oklahoma basketball, uh, of which we are the flagship station for Oklahoma Sooner Athletics, has a tip-off at 1 o'clock in Oklahoma City as well against Mississippi State in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. So we're going to go on just another 30 minutes extra, which is Always a lot more fun that way. So if you're in town, come say hi to us at the Flint Restaurant. We'd appreciate it. We're not, we don't bite, so uh, just come say hi to us and we'll have fun with it. But if you're out of the market and you want to listen to Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison Morris, and me talk Thunder basketball and hoop Saturday mornings, download 107.7, the franchise's app. It's free, it's really easy to use, and you can get your basketball fix in. And if you also want some more Thunder basketball fix, you can listen to my other podcast, the OKC82 podcast that I do with Madison. Uh, it's a post-game reaction show, so it'll complement this podcast fairly well. We will typically do it podcast style in a recording studio. Other 
otherwise, we are either one of us is either on the radio doing the post game show for 107.7, in which case we will just take that audio and put it out on the podcast feed. So for instance, last night, Madison Morris and I were actually on the radio for the post game show with our producer, Matt Burton. So you can hear that with our reactions to last night's win over the magic. You can hear all that on the OKC 82 podcast feed, and that's a part of the franchise podcast network. So please feel free. A lot of free content for you to enjoy. But yeah, guys, let's dive right into the Thunder's 120-114 win over the Orlando Magic. And it was a game the Thunder really controlled early on and never really let up until about the end of the third quarter, maybe a little bit of the beginning of the fourth quarter. But it was too much for the Magic to overcome. The Thunder don't start off slow. They only outscore the Magic by three, 24-21 in the first quarter. But that's the important thing. They didn't get blown out in the first quarter. They didn't have too much of a defensive lapse in the first quarter. Oklahoma City just methodically toyed with Orlando in the half-court set, which is incredible when you remember that Orlando's defense is the sex is the sixth best-rated team in the NBA. Now, you can use the caveat that they are an Eastern Conference team. They're playing predominantly Eastern Conference teams, and that does affect numbers and stats here and there. But this far into the season, Orlando's played their fair share of Western Conference teams. They're, they've played all the upper echelon in the Eastern Conference conference so it is fair to say that and especially with their head coach being Steve Clifford who has a great reputation as a defensive minded head coach he's brought the Charlotte Bobcats slash the Charlotte Hornets to the playoffs that's a miracle in and of itself he brought the Orlando Magic last year to the playoffs and even got get Nikola Vucevic an all-star bid last season so the, the coaching pedigree and the reputation of the team is certainly there and well-deserved, which makes it all that much more impressive that Oklahoma City was able to have so much success against Orlando on offense. And you can just simply, this is one of the examples where you can just look at the box score to get a really good idea of what I'm talking about. Nine players played last night. Three, only three didn't register double-digit points, and that would be Lou Dort, who got his second consecutive start in the NBA after starting in Monday afternoon's win on the road against the Houston Rockets. He finished with six points and two assists. Hamadou Diallo coming off the bench, four points, three rebounds, and and an assist. And then Darius Baisley, two points, one rebound, one assist. Everybody else, double digits, and it was fairly balanced except for Dennis Schroeder, who had by far his best game of the season. And you know, there's something about Orlando because I put out the tweet after the game last night. Now I'm fully aware Dennis Schroeder last season had higher scoring outputs than he did last year in Orlando. He only finished with 21 points in last season's win against the Magic on the road. 21 points, but he was 8 of 11. And the way that he played, if you go back and watch that game, he, the, Dennis Schroeder blatantly won them a game that the Thunder had no business winning. And they were, at one point, like, uh, let's just pack it in. We don't have it tonight. You could certainly get that feeling from that team a handful of times last season, and it was no different that night, except Dennis Schroeder was just feeling it from the three-point line, and he single-handedly won, won them that game on the road. And you could probably say the same thing tonight, even though it was more of a team effort. Dennis Schroeder just highlights the way with 31 points, 9 assists, 3 rebounds, and just hit a variety of shots, whether it was a 3-pointer, mid-range jumper, a floater, scoop shot, getting to the rim, mid-range shots. I mean, no matter what, Dennis was hitting it, and it, it was an incredible game for him, and especially considering over the last week or so, he's had ho-hum games. And the ho-humness, like when we're describing it as ho-hum, it really gives you a good idea of just how good Dennis Schroeder's been this year because we're talking about outputs where he'd score 18, 17, points here and there and we're sitting there in the postgame going uh it was just kind of a, a regular game for Dennis Schroeder it's still really good it just goes to show you how good Dennis Schroeder has been this year and you know if if people were watching this game last night they would probably come away with going yeah if this if they keep this up the Thunder keep winning games that become 
maybe in, in the conversation of the middle of the pack in the Western Conference that they can climb the seating. And Dennis Schroeder's place relatively stays the same. He'll definitely be up there for six man of the year and well-deserved if you ask me. Chris Paul also with 19 points, three, three rebounds and six assists. Shea Gildas-Alexander, another double-double with the rebounding, 18 points, 12 rebounds. Nerlens Noel got the start last night for Steven Adams who missed the game. He was a game-time decision, so that bodes well for Friday night's game. If he was a game-time decision on Wednesday night, it bodes well that he could potentially play and return to the starting lineup Friday against the Hawks, but we will see. In the meantime, though, Nerlens Noel, every single lob dunk, just all of them. Yeah, I think he had six, uh, either from Dennis Schroeder or Chris Paul, but it was just the, the alley-oop dunk show, and Nerlens Noel, the benefactor of all of them, 14 points and seven rebounds, a good output for him. And before we get any further, anybody, I want to talk to you guys about Indeed. When you start the hiring process, you may have questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about education and experience? How will you know you've made the right hire? Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help you create a short list of applicants really, really fast. Also add skills tests to your job posts so you can be confident in your applicants' abilities. Their library of more than 50 skills tests ranges from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like, like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. Post your job today at indeed.com slash locked on and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's indeed.com slash locked on. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply, of course. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. So jump on it quick. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. And welcome back to the Locked On Thunder podcast, everybody. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham. I left one player out quickly in the first segment, and it was because I wanted to highlight him basically on his own. But the play of Mike Muscala, 14 points, started off the game 4-4 from the three-point line. Uh, I think he missed a shot in the fourth quarter, kept him from being perfect from the field. Now, look, I'm not here to tell you that this is going to be the start of the Mike Muscala hype train or anything, but it, with Steven Adams missing time, if he's going to miss another game, you're going to see more Mike Muscala. With Nerlens Noel missing games here and there, and even Steven Adams missing games here and there overall over the last few weeks, you're going to see more Mike Muscala. Now, it wasn't just him hitting, like just having a good night and going 4-4 four for four in a easy win for the Oklahoma City Thunder because it actually, to me, wasn't that easy of a win. Now, it was a dominant win because the Thunder controlled throughout, except, like I said, the end of the third quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter. That end of the third quarter became a Terrence Ross show. I I believe he went on a 7-0 run by himself right as the quarter was coming to an end. And it kind of reminded me, I don't know if you guys would agree, this game kind of reminded me as it was going into the fourth quarter 
Oh, I remember that Sacramento road loss that the Thunder controlled the entire game, looked by far like the better team, and then they choked it in the fourth quarter and then lost on a last-second shot. You know, a game that they had controlled and a game that they should have won. They were the better team, and the Thunder have proven to be a better team than Sacramento this year, it's fair to say. And also about that Sacramento game, with, with Oklahoma City being such a great clutch team and having Chris Paul, who leads the NBA with clutch scoring, I believe he's up to 110 or 111 by now, uh, by far leads the league in that category in terms of clutch scoring. But as good as they are at the ends of games in moments where they have to win or they have to make plays, that Sacramento road loss was about the only time that I could remember this season where they absolutely just choked away a game that they should have won, that they had controlled throughout. Now, they've lost games this year against teams that they're probably better than, and no question about that. But in terms of what we saw on the floor for three quarters and then it just went away in the fourth, that's about the only example I can think of. This Orlando game had all the fixings to become that same type of loss. And it was because of Terrence Ross going off at the end of the third quarter and a little bit at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Although one thing was right smack dab in the middle of those two points. And that was a Mike Muscala corner three right at the shot clock buzzer. But there was only about a second or so left in on the game clock. So it was essentially a buzzer beater for the end of the third quarter. And it just gave the Thunder that much more breathing room to just go relax. We'll get back into our sets in the fourth quarter. Chris Paul's going to come back around the eight, seven-minute mark, and then we're just going to go home with the, with this victory. And that's exactly what they did. Now, Terrence Ross, like I said, did go on a little bit of a run himself again in the fourth quarter, but that shot was so big because of that margin for error that it increased for the Thunder. It gave them more breathing room that they never panicked. It never became Dennis Schroeder going, okay, now I have to do, go ISO. It never became Shea Gilds Alexander this is where my job comes in. Like, I'm the face of the franchise, so I've got to do it. They never got away from their identity on offense. And what had got them to that point for the first three and a half quarters of this game. And you see that happen all the time. When, when an, an opponent goes on a run and comes back from a big deficit, the Thunder only led by 15, I think, as their largest lead of this game. You see it all the time when their opponent comes back, not necessarily the Thunder, but just any general team. When their opponent comes back, they begin to panic. Like, oh, snap, we've got to do something different now because now, like, this team's actually coming to play. And then they go away from their identity and they go away from the horse that got them there. And it could sometimes have, um, lead to a rather disappointing and surprising loss. And fortunately for the Thunder, they were able to avoid that. Now, like I've said already, this was a complete and utter team effort. Probably the best balanced offensive output that we've seen all year from this team in terms of everybody chipping in. But that Mike Muscala shot was incredibly important in my opinion. And you've got to hope if he is going to play a little bit more, get more minutes here and there, become more, find more of a prominent role in the rotation. You've got to hope that this game could potentially snowball in a positive way for Mike Muscala because there have been too many times where he's been on the floor and there's been really nothing to show for it except fouls. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And let's dive a little bit into the Atlanta Hawks. Not too much because we'll have all day to talk about that. Not very good, those Atlanta Hawks. 11-34 and 34 
They've won two of two of their last four games. Their last game being a victory at home against the LA Clippers, 102 to 95. I know what you're thinking. No, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard did not play in that game at all. Uh, Landry Shamit, Mo Harkless, Zubac, Lou Williams, Terrence Mann. Those were your starters for the Clippers. Still a disappointing loss for LA. They're still a better team, but yeah, no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. But they are winners of three of their last six games, so a little bit of an upward trajectory considering that this team at one point was abysmal. They're still pretty bad. This is a game the Thunder should definitely dominate and they should definitely win. But again, there was no Trey Young the other night. His status as of this point is still unknown. We might find out a little bit more around noon, Friday afternoon or so, or that might be a game-time decision. Who knows? And I'll be... Trying my best on Twitter, so follow me at Brady Does Sports to find out because I know there are a lot of interested Oklahoma basketball fans that will be in attendance tomorrow night that want to go see Trey Young play. I certainly want to go see Trey Young play. Follow me on Locked On Sooners. I run the Locked On Sooners podcast, so my OU fandom wants to see Trey Young too, but we will find all that out later on tomorrow. So until tomorrow, I will leave you with that. Oklahoma City defeats Orlando last night and has a very good chance of increasing their win streak to four with Atlanta coming to town, but we will see. Until tomorrow, I will talk to you all later. Have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.